Merry Christmas to those who celebrate it and happy holidays to those who don't. Welcome back to another episode of Changing Room Thoughts. I feel like it's been a minute since I sat down with you guys for a solo episode, but this being the last episode of the year, I wanted to speak very personally with you guys, especially about today's episode topic. I have some really exciting folks lined up as guest speakers on the podcast next year, but this episode I wanted to speak very personally with my little fashion files because today's episode is near and dear to my heart. I thought about this a lot and I think that the last episode of this year and going into the new year as everyone is, you know, in a more self-reflective mood around family, maybe a little bit more sentimental, planning out their New Year's resolutions, now is the perfect time to start utilizing spiritual practices to repair and rehabilitate the relationship that we have with our closets at this time. First off, thank you for an incredibly vibrant first season of Changing Room Thoughts. Knowing that I am providing the sartorially curious with something thought-provoking that, that invites discourse and communication with you guys, it really warms my heart. I love getting DMs and comments of you guys saying, I love your podcast, and I had a lot to think about that really makes me feel alive. I wake up feeling very filled with purpose every day and I can't express just how meaningful that is to me. Literally, it puts a pep in my step. So thank you. So far, I haven't missed a single week, save the week after my episode on the intersection of fashion and conflict. Heck, I'm even producing an episode on Christmas Day. But I think breaks are also creative fuel. So I've been thinking about how I want to organize changing room thoughts. And I want to start organizing changing room thoughts by seasons. So every quarter is going to be one season. I'm thinking about taking two week a two-week break between seasons to give myself a chance to recharge and think about how the podcast is, is evolving and make sure I can provide the best content for you guys. That being said, I already have really, really exciting guest speakers for January. I'll publish any announcements on my Instagram, Karina J. Chan, or my YouTube channel, which you can just search my name, Karina Chan. So you can follow me there if you want to stay updated. Because according to Spotify Wrapped, I'm the number one podcast for at least 12 people. So Thank you to you guys. Okay, our last housekeeping item before we get started with today's episode is about the giveaway. So if you remember, I'm giving away one fashion history coffee table book. This gorgeous, gorgeous girl, which was done in collaboration with the Smithsonian. Thank you all to the folks that participated in the giveaway and shared their favorite episode of Changing Room Thoughts. It means a lot to me and I'm so excited to pick a winner. Okay, let me pull up this wheel okay drum roll please dun, 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 dun. yay we have a winner this giveaway's lucky winner is emerson thank you my dear friend emerson who listens to this podcast and shows me infinite love i will be sending this your way so make sure to check your check your dms but since i know you personally check your texts and i'll be sending this over to you thank you for constantly showing me so much love this definitely won't be the only giveaway i do on the podcast but this is the first thank you so much for listening to changing room thoughts i appreciate your appreciation for my appreciation for fashion so i'm really excited to send this book your way all right on to the meat and potatoes of today's episode spirituality Ooh. 
Ooh. Now, I anticipate listeners can have one of two reactions either, ah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, spirituality and fashion have a lot to do with each other, of course. Or, what does fashion have to do with spirituality? Now, I am no spirituality expert, but I love a good journaling practice. I'm a sucker for the new age spirituality train everyone's been hopping on. Tarot cards, crystals, incense, but that is primarily the aesthetic of spirituality. Shout out to Madison Brown, by the way, for speaking on that. If you haven't, I highly recommend checking out her YouTube channel. The definition of spirituality is much deeper than the crystals and the aesthetic and all the tchotchkes you can collect to feel spiritual or help you get into your spirituality practice. The definition of spirituality is the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Now, while this definition says as opposed to material or physical things, I'm a deep believer that the way way that somebody dresses is an expression of their inner world is a wordless translation of their inner soul. And I think once we start to get into the realm of personal style, conversation and discourse, fashion no longer becomes about how can I wear things that are wealth signifiers that lets people know that I'm popular or rich or attractive, etc. When fashion becomes an expression, self-expression in a very pure form, it becomes quite spiritual. When doing research and journaling on this episode topic, I went to Wikipedia to search up New Age spirituality. This is what Wikipedia says. The New Age places strong emphasis on the idea that the individual and their own experiences are the primary source or authority on spiritual matters. It places an emphasis on the freedom and autonomy of the individual. Now, I'm not really religious, and that's not the point of today's podcast. The reason why I wanted to bring up spirituality is because ever since I read The World is on Fire, but we're still buying shoes, I could not get it out of my head what the author, Alec Leach, had to say about our relationship to our clothing. When he was talking about the way out, aka how we can start to repair the damage that fashion has done to sustainability, financial sustainability, environmental sustainability, emotional sustainability. The only way to fix that is to start to see each piece of clothing as its own individual relationship. Ever since I started thinking that way, clothing has started to become spiritual. I feel like everyone that's on the personal style train and trying to find their personal style is constantly trying to unlearn things that they've absorbed through advertising, through influencers. Guilty, me being an influencer, but trying to be true to themselves and true to their personal style, whatever that means. And a lot of this is reflected in unmediated individualism, expressing as much of your own person as you possibly can through the way that you dress, through the through the way that you carry yourself. Being authentically, this word gets thrown around a lot, but being very authentic to yourself. And I just made a TikTok or like a reel the other day was making a joke about people who tell me that fashion isn't that deep. It really is that deep. If you care about sustainability or you want to feel fulfilled by the clothes that you have in your closet, you do have to start thinking about each piece of clothing that deeply. And like Alec Leach had explained, just like with people, you can feel love, hate, or ambivalence with your clothing. 
I think spirituality has become an incredibly useful tool for folks to re-examine, repair, reflect on their relationships with people. So why can't it be used to do the same with our relationship to our clothing? What's true about all relationships? That they are often affected by our ego, our security. Even Bell Hooks, even Bell Hooks draws this connection to spirituality when she defines love as the dedication to your partner's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual fulfillment. According to Dr. Maya Spencer of the Royal College of Psychiatrists, the spiritual journey involves first healing and affirming the ego so that positive states are experienced with secure self-esteem, belief in self-worth, and a capacity for love and generosity. A person becomes less constrained by ego defenses. An opening of the heart is an essential aspect of true spirituality. And ultimately, isn't that the place from which we want to approach personal style from? From a place of secure self-esteem, belief in our self-worth, and capacity for self-love and generosity, aka liberated from our ego in a way. I think so much of clothing and fashion, though, is thought about in exactly the opposite way. We use clothing as a tool to hide the body parts that we're insecure about, to project a certain aspirational lifestyle onto the people that perceive us through the clothes that we wear to pretend to be someone that we're not, which can be fun sometimes. We can use clothing to show off more skin than we're actually comfortable with. I think a lot of women can relate to the experience of like feeling super annoyed at constantly having to tug, tug down a skirt or a dress that's too short and it keeps riding up because it's bodycon. And we wore it because we thought that we had to on a night out when in actuality, it makes us feel very unsexy to be constantly adjusting our clothing. Another example of how we become misaligned with our clothing that is talked about so much on TikTok and in the personal style conversation is relying on trends when it's not an actual reflection of clothing that we really like or feel is appropriate or aligned to us. Most of the times we can't help it. Like it's very subconscious. It is easy to subconsciously convince people that because a piece of clothing or design is very popular, that if you buy that article of clothing and start wearing it, that by association, maybe you become popular. When really, the people who are setting trends, the people who we find most attractive in their fashion sense, are the people who are not motivated by that desire to be liked at all, which is such a catch-22. I thought about this when I was talking to a friend who had admitted to me that they don't like a majority of clothes in their closet. But when asking me for my opinion on the clothes that they had just bought, they had asked me, I don't really care if these clothes are particularly special. I just want to look good. But I think that's a symptom of a potentially unhealthy relationship that we've normalized with our clothes. I think that's how most of us think about our clothes is, does it make us look good? Does it make us look desirable to others? And I think that's why we end up acquiring, getting sick of, and then discarding our clothes at an increasingly faster rate because we never really developed a deep connection with the clothes that we bought anyway. And you know, my friend is definitely not the only person who has looked at their closet and felt that way. I think all of us have felt that way, me included recently too, where I look at my clothes and half or maybe a majority of the things in there, I 
don't even like anymore. And this is something I feel like people are always trying to change and improve. We're always trying to get our closets to this point of perfection where we love everything in it and we're so fulfilled. And while that is something that we should definitely strive for and would probably help us feel a little bit more aligned, let me just say that as one spirituality and relationship with themselves are never done evolving, so too are one's relationships with their clothes. Like it will never be perfect. Your wardrobe will never be 100% only filled with things that you like. Relationships are complicated and not all your relationships with people are perfect either, right? So your relationships with your clothes won't be either. Humans have different needs from their clothes even between different hours of the day. Things change, preferences change, we change as people and that's okay. We shouldn't punish ourselves for that either. It's okay to love a band tee at first and eventually find yourself not caring for it a few years later because maybe you just don't like that band anymore. So if you're still with me on this spiritual journey to recoup your relationship with your closet, how does one utilize spiritual practices to rehabilitate their relationship with their clothes? If you haven't already, I highly recommend a closet clean out to help us illustrate how we're going to use spiritual practices to curate and rehabilitate our relationship with our closet. I'm going to use this bag of clothes that I just cleaned out of my closet. So everyone's, you know, spiritual practice looks different. But for me, there are three key pillars to spirituality. Number one is self-reflection and self-awareness. When we start thinking about that with our clothes, questions I'm asking are, how does this article of clothing make me feel when I wear it? Is wearing that something I want to feel? Is wearing it making me the kind of person I want to be? So for example, a moment of self-awareness I had when I was cleaning out my closet was when I was looking at this top. And by all means, this top is pretty trendy right now. It's very, let me just show you. It is incredibly coquette, Marie Antoinette coated, you know, bows, ruffles everywhere. And initially I bought it because it's so girly and I can appreciate it. I appreciate the coquette aesthetic, but I think something I've realized is that I am already quite young looking. Some people think that I'm in college or in high school. I don't know how they get that. I'm solidly in my mid-20s. I just feel sometimes a little bit infantile when I wear too much of the coquette aesthetic. And it just feels a little weird because this corset is still very like provocatively coded and I just find myself not really styling any more because it just feels a little off to me. It's a little too sexy for my liking now. When I wear it, I feel very promiscuous, but also very infantile in, at the same time. And that combination just makes me feel a bit odd. It makes me feel weird now. And it is not the kind of person I want to be. I've realized like a lot of these more overtly sexual motifs, while they can be sensual, I like the more suggestive type of sensuality instead. Like when it is so overt, it's just not that sexy anymore, in my opinion. So that's something that I've realized that this isn't something I really want to feel. And even though it's a perfectly good top, someone else is going to love it. It's super cute. It's just not for me anymore. Okay, the next tenet of spirituality, self-love. Does wearing this help me be kind to myself? Does this article of clothing nurture my 
soul? Is this something my higher self would wear? Is this something that pleases my inner child? For me, feeling of self-love is encapsulated in this top by Chan Chitlo. And these sleeves are constructed in the most beautiful way. I'll put up a picture of me wearing it, but it's kind of like a shrimp sleeve situation. However, my favorite thing are these crocheted flowers. Just like this piece of clothing is just so aligned to my values. I cannot help but love it in addition to it being incredibly aesthetic. So when I think about does this article of clothing help me be kind to myself, something that I had struggled with when it came to fast fashion and also like thrifting cheap stuff is that I felt like it wasn't an act of self-love. Like I deserve nicer pieces from designers I resonate with who create things in a sustainable way that doesn't make me hate myself for participating in an industry and a supply chain that I know is screwing over the environment slash other people. And this act, this shirt to me is an act of self-love because Chanchit Lo produces things from dead stock fabrics. About a third to, I think a third of her collection is made to order only. And she often hand crochets a lot of her items sometimes even spinning her own yarn so this appreciation for emerging designers and small businesses is something that I will never be tired of and I love the versatility of this piece I can style it in so many different ways over maxi dresses with mini skirts midi skirts jeans trousers like I have not owned a single white button up until this shirt. And I love this shirt to pieces. It is a statement piece and a closet staple to me. This is an example of self-love. It is nurturing my soul and these flower appliques and these big billowy sleeves are pleasing to my inner child. Buying clothes for yourself that are good quality, that are nice, that are in alignment with your values is an act of self-love. And the third pillar of spirituality that I think about is self-care. That's different from self-love. You know, I love me a good YouTube self-care vlog. I love seeing girl therapy, aka getting your nails done, like doing your skincare, taking a bath, that is a very healing thing for me to see other people caring for their body. Now, self-love and self-care are different because self-love is about the emotional relationship with that article of clothing. Self-care when it comes to care for clothing means, does this garment need dry cleaning? And am I willing to take that garment to dry cleaning? Am I willing to care for and maintain the quality of these items over time? If a pair of beloved jeans gets a rip, am I willing to get it patched up? Or is this pair of jeans not a pair that I care that much about and therefore I'd rather just throw it away? And if it is a pair of jeans like that, maybe ask yourself, do I actually want to invite this piece of clothing into my life if I'm not willing to take care of it? So an example for me of a piece in my wardrobe that epitomizes self-care are these Schutz boots. I have these boots in two colors. This one is the black color and I have another pair in snakeskin. I love them so much. I love them so much that I roll up 
and you should do this with all your boots, by the way, but I roll up paper bags, newspapers, and I stick them in the boots so that they maintain their shape. And I recently just took them to the cobbler to get them resold because the tips were being busted. That ran me about 70 bucks for two pairs of two pairs of boots. And that is a cost, a maintenance cost of these boots. But you know what? I would much rather get these boots fixed than buy another pair of boots that I did not love as much as these. I love them so much and they were not cheap. They were pretty expensive, but I have really gotten my wear out of these boots and I am so willing to get them resold however many times I can until these are falling apart. And you can see my Instagram, like so many of my outfits have these boots in it. They make me feel so luxurious so high fashion and I will take great care of these. I'm so willing to do that. I think that too about other items that I'm willing to dry clean, that I'm willing to get tailored and I really hope that new pieces that I invite into my wardrobe, I feel the same desire to take care of the way that I care for these boots. That's it. I hope that these Three aspects of spirituality are things that you can adopt in your own quest for up-leveling or curating your wardrobe to your desired state. Again, just wanted to remind you all that just as your spiritual journey evolves, so too does your journey with your closet. It'll never be perfect. You're a person that is constantly changing and so are your needs for your closet. So be kind to yourself. If you're someone who is just beginning to rethink their relationship with their clothes, try not to be too hard on yourself. If you're looking at your closet and you don't like anything in there, that's an experience we all have. Be grateful and appreciative to yourself for beginning on this journey of becoming a lot more intentional with your wardrobe. I hope this episode also inspires you to take a deeper look into the relationship you have with your clothes. Just like how some relationships that no longer serve us need to be let go, the clothes that no longer suit us or resonate with us also need to be set free so we can make more space for the ones that do. Thank you for researching, deliberating, commiserating, celebrating with me on the first season of Changing Room Thoughts. It's been such a wild ride. I'm so grateful for you all to be here wishing you the happiest new year and see you in 2024 you're not gonna want to miss the first episode bye